weekend of action we've got in store. Saturday, the last grade one of the season before the Cheltenham Festival, the Ascot Chase, the return of the highest rated horse in training, surname, returning to the scene of the crime that saw him achieve that last season. He's also graded action at Wincanton, Haydock and Navan. And we've also got the pleasure of the Grand National Weights to talk about. My name's Lewis Tomlinson. And at the fourth take, I've managed to get through the entry as far through to introduce on the other side, Mr. James Watson. Hello. We got there eventually, didn't we? Uh, we had a couple of goes. You, you just mine wasn't in gear, was it, Lewis? Speaking of in gear, you've got a new car. Uh, I'm getting one. I've, that, yeah, we're recording this. At, it's just gone eleven o'clock on Thursday night. We normally record on the afternoon, but I've been I've been trying to sort a car out uh, this afternoon because my my punto failed its MOT on absolutely everything. <laughs> All right. So, so we decided it was time for. Well, not really decided. I'd have, I'd have kept. I'd have kept the punto to be fair if it was legal. But uh, yeah, I've I've, I've 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 had to I've had to reconsider and I've had to splash out. I'm driving a Beamer for a week. It's not too bad, is it? No, there's, there's worse things. So if anyone else wants to fail their MOT, it's, it's, it's quite quite a lot. Of, some some good can come out of it. <laughs> oh dear. I, I've been obviously in my element this week with lots of grand national talking as well. But I've got to be honest, Jim. Isn't it? All just a load of bollocks this week. I mean, what what do you make of the whole Tiger O'Leary, will he run, won't he run scenario? Um, it's almost as if the O'Learys are like the bad guys. So it's like they're in Scooby-Doo and they're, they're trying to run Bascom and, and make them to be a bit of a fraud. Um, I don't, genuinely don't see no issue in Tiger O carrying 11 stone 10 and being the joint highest horse in the race. I don't know what they were expecting. He's won two Grand Nationals and a Fox Hunt, uh, not a Fox Hunt, as a national, uh, that cross-country race at Cheltenham. Twice, you won that twice. By about no, 60 lengths. Yeah. So, I, I genuinely don't see why they're complaining, but uh, it's the old ladies and that's their favourite thing to do. And I think it's all just a big massive joke and a bit of a laugh around that they just like to have a bit of fun, don't they, O'Leary's, and just wind a few people up. Uh, we saw Eddie O'Leary speaking to Sean Boyce, saying it was a disgrace. Um, Tiger Roll. But it, it, the Grand National is a handicap. And, of course, Tiger Roll's going to have to give weight to Native River because Tiger Roll has won that race two years in a row. And if Tiger Roll was carrying top weight last year, he probably would have won as well. So Exactly. Um, it's... It's laughable. I'm, I'm not as serious on the Grand National as you, but I, I don't. I haven't really paid much attention to it at all, apart from I think Native River's got a very nice weight. Lebroy is not going to get in, and uh, I, I wouldn't say not gonna. I wouldn't say not gonna. I, I uh, think I think there's he's, he 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 has a chance of getting in. I wouldn't rule it out, but I also wouldn't wouldn't be a hundred percent. Yeah, and also walking the mill's been given a very nice weight, been very generous to him. So there's a there's a few in there. I've not properly sat down as much as you, Lewis, and studied it, 
But uh, I'm sure in a couple of weeks' time, I'll have to Cheltenham or properly get my head down and try and find my way around the field because I, does my head roll my heart with Tiger Roll? Probably, yeah. So. Well, first, there's lots of angles I take from 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 the way it's announcement and the O'Leary's behaviour this week, which is first of all, it should be entirely expected of it should have been entirely expected by them that Tiger Roll was going to be top weight. He is the highest rated horse in the race, and he's won the race for the past two years. There, there was never going to be any other option. We also should have entirely anticipated how the O'Leary's were going to respond because they like doing things like this. You know, they, they, they love having... It's been the most talked about story in racing this week when really the, 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 only, reason, the only reason we're talking about it is because the O'Leary's have kicked up a fuss at something that, you know... Jesse Harrington, Jesse Harrington speaking about Magic of Lights, it was like, yeah, we'd like we'd like to, it to have been a bit lower, but she's an improved horse this year. We, we race off what we get. Yeah. Perfect. This is... They're masters of PR and spin. They love being in the headlines, and they've got the highest profile horse, probably in Britain or Ireland. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I, I I like I like the O'Leary's in general, but you have to take everything they say with a pinch of salt. Uh, Most definitely. Uh, not, not even a pinch, a ladle of salt. And this this week, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just half the the amount of contradiction they've said. They said Tiger all because obviously they have like I thought we, we've Delta work right. So they have they have. Technically, Tiger Roll is joint top weight with Delta Work, who obviously is all, also owned by the O'Leary's and is an Irish Gold Cup winner. Delta Work, there's not a chance in hell he's ever going to run in a, in a Grand National at this no. stage of his career. No. So you, you even look at that and you think, is, is Delta Work almost in there to prove a point so they can say, we've got the Irish Gold Cup winner and you've rated Tiger all the same as him? And we know Delta works better. Yeah. But then they've also said Tiger Roll's going to have an entry in the bowl <laughs> if they don't win in the Grand National. <laughs> so Tiger Roll, so so to prove Tiger Roll isn't a Grade One horse round a park horse, we'll dodge the Grand National and run him in a Grade One on a park horse. <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? Oh, I mean, you, well, you've the, got to love the old ladies. This and this, this, this is what they want because it's because we're talking about it. We're talking about them uh, when, in reality, there's no need to whatsoever. No. However, another thing this has led me to think about this week is the nest. Uh, the how necessary the whole weight tinkering is nowadays in a modern Grand National. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting because the part of the reason the O'Leary's are able to moan is because the carrot was there. You know, we we, we have this uh, this uniqueness with the Grand National where the handicapper can adjust official ratings as he pleases. 
mainly in the shape of knocking, you know, compressing the handicap and knocking a couple of pounds off the ones at the top. But he's, he's done it the opposite in, pre, in previous years. I, I remember a couple of seasons ago, he put Highland Lodge and Alvarado up. I think that was still Phil Smith. He gave them a couple of pounds extra to help them into the race after Alvarado had finished fourth the year before in Highland Lodge had won the Beecher. Uh, and I, I thought it was a more modern a more modern invention. If I'm going to be honest, I thought it was a Phil Smith thing. It just seemed like the sort of Phil, thing Phil Smith would have done. You know what I mean? Mm. Celeb, celebrity handicapper <laughs> getting his day in the sun. Uh, <laughs> I hope Phil no, doesn't listen. Phil, nah, he won't. Phil, Phil won't listen to anyone other than Phil. Uh, but no, it's, it's a much older. It's a much older than it's much older than I initially thought it was. To be fair, but the reason the reason it existed back in the day might not be as relevant now. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Like if 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 we look at the 1999 Grand National, right, uh, which was two weeks after I was born. Uh, there was no, there wasn't a full field of forty. I don't actually have the. I'm just going to find the actual number down now. But the bottom weight, Jim, have a guess what the uh, what the bottom weight's official rating was in the 1999 Grand National. Ooh, um, 110. Yep. Is it actually 110? Exactly spot on. <laughs> called, I love that. A horse called Back Bar. There were 32 runners. A horse called Back Bar was the lowest rated. He would have carried seven stone ten if raced off his mark. The top weight, Jim, was a horse. And I know I'm a big national but a horse I think you'll be familiar with, Sunny Bay. Yeah. The, the grey who was placed in a grand, who was placed mm-hmm. in the Grand National, I think, the, a year later. Uh, his his official rating was 169. That's right. almost 50 pounds. <laughs> almost 50 pounds worth of disparity between the top and the bottom now obviously obviously the bottom one back bar was running out of the handicap uh, th- you know the, the first two home were also both run, running out of the handicap in fact it's it, th- there were as many running out of the handicap as they were that were in it mm. you know what I mean there were only five horses, horses rated 150 plus in that Grand National, so so the so compression there is such a necessary thing because if if Sunny Bay was running off one six nine, you, you you don't just have half the field running off running from out of the handicap, you have pretty much all but five you know six or seven. If we, if we look at it more recently as well, you know even as far as even as far as 2013, right? Do you know how many reserves there were for the 2013 Grand National? No, I don't. Only two, Jim. Only 42 horses stood there. It stood the ground the entire really? way through. The very bottom one from the initial list of entries was a 12-year-old rated 125 called Mortimer's Cross, and he would have got he would have got in. With two more, if two more horses were taken out, imagine that. Imagine the very, very bottom of the initial list of entries getting a run in the Grand National. 
mental. It is. It's mental. It'll, it'll never happen. In 2005, there were only two horses rated above 150. Yeah. In the race. It's an, you know, and, and that's, I think to me that just illustrates how much the shape of the race has changed. Mm. Now, the fact that the carrot is there has given the O'Leary's a something to cling to, a, a re, something that they can justify their moaning for. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. If, if, if everything just runs off their official rate, you know, would, would that be so much of an issue in a modern Grand National, especially when, you know, Martin Greenwood has only knocked a pound off? Yeah. You wouldn't think no, so, would No connections of any of the horses who have benefited from the so-called carrot wouldn't are running due to the pound off. Yeah. It's bollocks. <laughs> you know, it's 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 it, 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 it's such a minor adjustment that 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 you know having the option for adjustment. Are making it so minor, almost—it's it's almost unnecessary. It's almost becomes obsolete. Now, don't get me wrong. This this could be a a a bit more of a special year, but we we, we look at the we look at the quality of the horse in the Grand National. Like you said, you needed to be rated one forty plus to get into the past four or five. There's forty eight horses entered this year ranked. Uh, rated 150 plus which is insane you know the quality of the race and what that means is the Grand National is always going to be oversubscribed nowadays there are always going to be more than enough horses to fill the places yeah and they're all going to be good horses mm-hmm. you know they're all they are all above average animals running in the Grand National nowadays so to me, like I say, I'm I'm I don't I'm not saying I think this should happen, but I, I, I think it'd be an interesting thing to consider about whether whether this line of attack the O'Leary's are putting towards the, the handicapper, whether by removing the adjustments in general also removes that line of attack, and actually has very, very little bearing on the race. Yeah, I agree. I I also agree with uh, Martin Greenwood in saying that no horse is bigger than the Grand National. And a lot of people won't, won't like this. But I think we as racing people are overstating Tiger Hall's importance to the yeah. Grand National as well. You know, he's massive for us within the sport. We may never see another horse go for three Grand Nationals in a row. You know, we may be waiting 50 years. We may, you know, be, you know, me and you may not see it again, Jim. I didn't think, you know, I'd no, see one really. Uh, but the gen, you know, the, the the general public who watch the Grand National, I think it's negligible the amount that will tune in due to this being. Uh, you know, Tiger or third Grand National. You're either going to watch the race and have a bet on it every year like you do. Like my my mum's watched the past two Grand Nationals. We we have a bit of a do on it around around my house. I asked her I asked her the name of the horse who's won the last two. She didn't know. Did she not? 
No. See, I'm the complete opposite. Um, at work, none of them are interested in racing whatsoever. And then they ask you, when's the national? When's Tiger Roll running? They're, they all want to know about Tiger Roll. I'm, I'm the opposite there. Did, but do you think that, say, say you know, say Tiger Roll is taken out as the old areas are threatening to do? It won't happen. But I, 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 I think the race loses credibility. Not, no, not credibility, but how the, the amount the race loses is seen so much more from our point of view. Yeah, it would be the general public. My man will still watch the Grand National whether Tiger Roll runs or not, and yeah. you know, yeah. two weeks. I think later. everyone would. Exactly, and that, mm. and that's and, and that's the thing. The idea that Tiger Roll running is putting so much public interest into the race, going to a third run. Maybe, maybe I'm not seeing it because it's two months in advance. Yeah, yeah, probably. And I know people disagree with me on this, and. I I, I, I I think this 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 will be an unpopular opinion, but I think a lot of I think we are seeing it from a racing person's point of view because we're getting excited about it. It's something for us to be excited about. Yeah. At the end of the day, I I I I think I I I don't think it will the race will lose as much in terms of public how the public see it. If Tiger Roll doesn't run, he's not crucial mm-hmm. to the man on the street. Crucial yeah. to us, but yeah. that that that'd be that'd be my thing. I think I I also the Grand National the way it's launched. I love it. I, I, I mean, if I, I hope I'll be able to go one day, but it is a bit of a much of a muchness in it, mate. It's. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it don't really bother me to be really honest. I'd rather them just release them on a piece of paper rather than having roving reporters live from Aintree and Neptune Cologne who stood outside. I think they're just overstating a bit. They're trying to I'd make have... it. They're trying to make it a bit too Australian in the fact of the Melbourne Cup. Uh, they make a big deal of it. Sorry, Lewis. What I'd do, Jim, would 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 I'd be have a I'd have uh, twenty four sealed red boxes. Uh, with a different weight inside each one a, a, a trainer has to come up to a podium with Noel Edmonds oh dear that would be it'd be a laugh wouldn't it it'd be brilliant I imagine it, that make it intriguing Tiger Roll off 10 stones <laughs> Tiger Roll off 10 stone set you know we're offering you 10-7 for Tiger Roll but ten one still still and still in the playing field, you know. Oh, that's a great idea. We should pitch this to the BHA. Phil Smith would love it. <laughs> Phil Smith would come back. <laughs> Grand National be on audio. <laughs> oh dear. Can we talk about some racing this weekend now? Yeah. B- 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 before I do, I would just say one ones that caught my eye on the way. People know I like Champagne Classic. I think one for half is on a cracking on a cracking mark. Uh, I, I don't think Burrow Satan has got the credit he's actually deserved uh, for doing what he did last season. He was imperious in the Irish National, and the form of his hurdles win last time out over a trip that would have been short of his best 
Saglawi and Sato were both 140 plus hurdlers. But I'll say, again, I, I, I don't think he's got the credit he's actually deserved. And I'm, I'm, I might go in again with Ramsey's today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, we will get 40 horses in the Grand National this year. Definitely. We always will do as the, you know, in, in the way the modern race is. The general bracket of horses running is twenty pounds better than it was, you know, even ten years ago. Uh, so what that means is we're going to announce we've got two competitions to announce today, and we are going to have details for how to enter our charity Grand National Sweep out on Twitter. We want, we, ideally, we want to. I mean, if we can run two, if we can run three. That's perfect. The more money we get out to the listeners and the more money we get out to charity is exactly what we want. Uh, it, it will be it'll be through me because the podcast don't have a don't have a separate account. But everyone who wants to get involved, uh, I'll put a tweet out. Me, Just me, put your trust in Lewis. <laughs> well, you're going you, you're going to have to. I'd, I'd, I'd hope people do. I mean, it's not much of a it's not much of a uh, con, is it? No. If 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 I'm gonna do that, yeah. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'll set up that. I'll say I've, 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 I'm gonna say bank transfer could be if I could do it, and I'll, I'll, I'll set a, I'll set a separate, separate thing up via my bank. But uh, that'd be how we do it. But ideally, if if people, if people wanted to start sending, sending uh, their entry fee over, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the name off the list, and hopefully we can have forty. Maybe hope maybe eighty, maybe one twenty, and we'll we'll do a big draw for it, Jim, as well, like the Champions League. Right, yeah, we'll make that video video format that one, yeah. Video format, yeah. Are we going to have a bald man bring little pots out? Well, just just need me, don't you? Don't need any bald man. I'll just bring them out. Don't worry. Fair, fair enough, Jim. Right, this weekend's racing. We're going to start at Ascot. The first at Ascot is an absolutely brilliant novice hurdle. We're not, we don't quite have time to touch on that. Glynn's in there, which is brilliant. Solves the big breakaway. Sporting John, Master Debonair, and Kid Commando, which isn't brilliant. Uh, Glynn's also entered at Doncaster on Wednesday. Thick so. Sun's in there as well. Oh, we'll beat him, Jim. We'll beat uh, him. Shake him up, Harry. Not there's scared some, of him. There's some very, very good horses in that. And uh, if Glenn runs, I hope he runs a good race here because I think he might bump into something a bit special here. Um, looking forward to Master Debonair, who's jocked up with John Joe O'Neill Jr. in this. He is also entered in the Wincanton uh, Kingwell as well, which is interesting, but I think this is the plan. Yeah, exactly, mate. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with your thoughts on my horse, uh, I love him to bits, but you know what I'm like, Jim? I like seeing ones next to names. So go to go back to Doncaster on Wednesday, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I can go, I can go to Doncaster. I can't go to Ascot. So uh, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, but the first race we will discuss, Jim. This is quite a tidy little event. This the Reynolds Town Novice Chase, uh, Grade Two event over three miles. The last real trial for the uh, for the Reynolds Town. The last real trial for the Reynolds Town. The, the RSA. <laughs> Come on, Lewis. 
And also, you know, I've got odds checker up on my on my laptop, uh, and it's because I was I was looking. I'd, 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 I'm so used to just clicking on straight on Cheltenham. <laughs> I clicked on Cheltenham, even though we're not we're not talking about Cheltenham. Although Jim, have a get the best backs. Well, best backed on odds checker apparently today. Traffic fluid for the Grand National. Then Donald Trump to win to be US president again, Jim. Which of those would you rather be with? Traffic fluid at 66s or Donald Trump? Probably Justin. Donald Trump at age 15. All yep. aboard. I agree. All aboard. <laughs> that makes me sound Donald like... Trump. Oh, yeah. That doesn't make me sound... Doesn't matter. Move on. 150 Ascot. <laughs> the 150 Ascot, yeah. Pim. Heads are betting. 5-2. Uh, to two. 11 to 4, Sam Brown and Copperhead. Sixers, 2 for gold. 13-2, to two, Danny Bisbang. 14s for Captain Drake, who's also in a handicap somewhere. Might be later on the card at Ascot, actually. Uh, yeah, it is. And Alsa Mix, 25 to 1 outsider. Uh, Jim, I'll let you start with the favourite here, Pim. Uh, not being seen since he won at Cheltenham in December. Looks like a better horse this year, though. Yeah, uh, he's certainly relished fences. Uh, he's con- his connections have, of course, on the almighty LTO. Um, Unibet. Yeah, sorry, Unibet. Um, and he stepped up to three miles over hurdles and he, uh, over fences and he's quite clearly relished it. He's beat Imperial all by eight lengths last time out. He led all the way, jumped beautifully and you can't really knock him for his performances so far. He's a course and distance winner but if I'm being honest, there's a few, there's five in this that are very, very good horses as well as him. Uh, Sam Brown, prime example. Anthony Honeyballs uh, comes into this race with two impressive uh, Navis Chase victories. He's he stepped down to two mile four at Haydock last time, uh, and certainly shouted out to me that he was definitely a three miler. He was outpaced on the back straight and with on the running, he soon motored home. And I know that wasn't exactly anything special, but that was a grade two. He's beat some decent horses, and I think it's more than likely he deserves to be... I I personally put Sam Brown favourite for this race. And if you look at the betting for the RSA, if you fancy Sam Brown, you have to be backing him to be winning this race at Ascot because you're getting 9-4, to 11-4, around about Sam Brown. And in the RSA, he's 12. The short's 10s in places. And Pim, who is 2 to 1 favourite to beat Sam Brown, is still scrolling. 20s. So the value, in my opinion, is Sam Brown. I respect Pim, but um, I think Anthony Honeyball and Nathan Corbin partnership is very, very good. And I think that Sam Brown will take all the beating in this first race. And but you've got to give respect to Copperhead of, of all hail Sir Colin Tizard. Uh, he has won his last two starts. He beat Finger on the switch and moving in style in, in them too. He needs to improve again to get put up to, have to be at this level. I know he's been given a rating of one four five, but his form isn't as solid as the top the top two or even. 
Uh, Danny Wisbang's are two for golds, in my opinion. So he needs to step up again. And yeah, it's a really, really nice race, this, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I quite like five turning for home all travelling smoothly, but I don't think that will happen, sadly. Two for gold will be rallying. Danny Wisbang might. I just feel. I just feel like Danny Wisbang could. I don't know why, but he's he's. Would you say he's the least exposed in this field? Uh, probably. I'd probably say that's Sam Brown. Well, but, he's one of the least exposed, but I feel he's exposed. Maybe I don't. Do you get what I mean? The I I kind of. Uh, my thoughts about Danny Wisbang is that he's. He's a proper stayer. Yeah, he'll be. He, he he's going to be battling for the champion boat ship. Really, champion boat. In a couple bo- of years. Gone. And it's hard. It's hard to to gauge to gauge much into what he's actually achieved over fences this season. I I I I, I, I well I guess I guess. You know his his chasing debut in the John Frankham. Uh, maybe maybe I'm being maybe I'm underrating that due to the fact that reserve tank. You know can't jump. Mm. And he still be and he still put a fair distance between himself and Ard Leffen, who's a fair fair horse. Uh, don't think he was ever going to be Kempton. Kempton were never going to play to his strengths. I'm going to use a description. I was going to say Kemptony again then for the second week in a row. <laughs> Kemptony. <laughs> uh, I don't think that were ever going to play to Danny Wiesbank's strengths. Uh, I just wonder whether he'd, whether he'd be vulnerable to something with a bit more zip. Like Copperhead, two for gold and Danny Wiesbank, I'd see as more four-miler types. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, Sam Brown had the speed well he didn't have the speed he plugged on at Haydock but he's won over two mile four he's quick quicker than most of these in my opinion as you've said them three that you mentioned I see going to the four mile or more is, uh, are we underrating Pim? Th- no because I, I fully respect Pim Um he he was he didn't live up to expectation in novice hurdles, did he? But three miles certainly seen the best out of him, and he's seen a fence and he's obvi- obviously relishing it. I think that Pim is a good horse, but I feel like the market's got this the wrong way around. I'd I'd probably fancy Pim at a bit bigger price um, because if you look at the Irish Airfield, it's it's completely turned on its head. Uh, and Sam Brown is more than likely going to be my backup if anything touch wood, hopefully it doesn't, because wrong to Manella Indo. He's he's where I'm looking after Manella Indo and Champ. I can I, I, I could see that mate. I can I can see that. I think he's a very I, I, yeah, I'm 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 a big Sam Brown fan. I was kind of I don't know why I I kind of went into this race thinking he might be vulnerable. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've, I'm, I'm struggling to think of any actual reasons why. You know, you know when your gut says something, and but now, now, now I'm having a look. I, I, I probably, I probably quite like his chasing form a little bit better than I do Pims. Yeah, yeah. In terms of what he's achieved, I probably rate it slightly higher. It's not a race I've got a massively strong opinion on though. Two for two for gold warrants respect. He's likable, isn't he? He is. He is. He's he's a he's a good battler, and you could probably see him. You could probably see him going well in something like a Hennessy next year. Yeah, you could. You know, big field handicap where where he's going to have argy bargy, <laughs> but. Was was what he did at Warwick last time? How much was that actual? How much? How relevant was that to the form of you know Danny Wisbank winning a Grade Two? I know it was a free runner Grade Two with a horse who can't jump in second, but it's a tight one, mate. Like it's very tight, isn't it? Are we both with Sam Brown though? I'm with Sam Brown in my opinion. Fascinating one, mate. It's going to be a proper watcher, watcher for me. Yeah, can't wait for it. I'd say that is the best race of the weekend. In terms of competitiveness, look, you wouldn't be surprised if any of the first five in the betting one. Yeah, because there's five in there. Though we'll, I guess it's worth noting we are recording this. I say it's half, half eleven on. <laughs> Thursday night now, but uh, Copperhead and Danny Wisbang aren't yet jocked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know where Danny Wisbang's name comes from, Jim? Considering you, you liked him when he was pulled up in a point-to-point. <laughs> Go on, then. <laughs> uh, he's a character in Peaky Blinders. Right. But I, I do have a problem with naming naming uh, naming racehorses after characters from shows that are still going on. Right. Go now, on. Not, 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 not as a spoiler. Well, as a spoiler, if you've not, Peaky Blinders has been around for years and Danny Wisbang is dead in Peaky Blinders, so it's all right. Yeah. But like, you know the flat horse called Queen Daenerys? Right. She's from Game of, he or she is from Game of Thrones. I've never watched that, so. Yeah. Well, in, in the show, again, spoiler if, if you've not, watch Game of Thrones so mute it for five seconds but Queen Daenerys turns out to be a genocidal maniac who kills everyone for a bit of a giggle it's like is it uh, Rebel Racing and Richard Spencer have named the new one Tyson Fury should be exciting yeah they've got a Tyson Fury two year old See, it's go. always dangerous mate it's always dangerous naming them after a real person or a fictional person that could still do something really bad I like if I ever owned a horse on my own, I'd call it James Watson, just like my cat. <laughs> the thing is, he's not joking. He's, not, <laughs> he's really not joking. Oh dear. For the first three weeks, his podcast was called James Watson, <laughs> with just a picture of my face and the logo. Oh dear. Right, the next, the Kelt Brace Swindley Chase. 
it's, it's, again, it's a tidy enough race. It has acted in the, as a Grand National trial in the past. I know T for three went went quite close in this the year before he was third in the national. Uh, the year he was third in the national. Uh, the market's headed by Domaine Delisle on a four timer. Uh, six to one five eight. Uh, generally, you can get well, best price eights for Captain Drake, Regal Encore, and Valtor. Then you can get best price nines on the blind side tens, Red Indian, Jepek, Black Corton. Eleven's Mr. Malarkey, twelve Sammy Bill, Traffic Fluid. Uh, not up against Donald Trump this time. Fourteen's <laughs> the Bally Optic and Calypso Colonge. Uh, Jim, I bet. First of all, I bet you can guess where I'm going to land. Um, do you think? Yeah. Um, Same every time he runs. Is it Regal Uncle? Of course it is. <laughs> Regal Uncle just runs well in this sort of race, and he's normally a much bigger price than this, which has kind of confused me. That's because he won last time, wasn't it? I know, but Regal Uncle runs well, and no one takes any notice. But I will reel off his efforts in big handicaps, as in Ascot, Silver Chase 2016, winner at 20 to 1. Hennessy 2017, third at 66 to 1. This race in 2018, all right, it was only six runners, won it at 6 to 1. This race last season, third at 14 to 1. The Boyle Sports Handicap Chase at Punchestown. Second at 12 to 1. The similar race to this at the start of the season in November is at the Sodexo Gold Cup. Yeah. Second at 20 to 1. The Silver Cup at Ascot back in December. Winner at 16 to 1. Yeah. You, you just, he's just quite, a, he's just such a solid, solid proposition. Loves Ascot. He's <laughs> ran well in this race, has won this race and has ran well in it prior. Came, he's coming off the back of a C and D win. I know he's he's how old is he now? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be in, in any worse heart. Uh, one four six doesn't doesn't overrate him. You know, one four two I felt was actually fairly lenient last season, and I guess that last time out, and I guess that's why he's won off it. Uh, so yeah, for the. Fourth time this season, I'm tipping Regal Encore. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm bunt put you off him, if I'm being honest. Um, there's a few in this that... I, I, let's just be honest, I don't really have a very strong opinion on this race. Uh, Sammy Bill's a horse I like. Uh, he was never really put in the race last time, given a dubious lucky ride. But, uh, but hopefully... He'll be given a more competitive ride next time. Uh, JPEG, he's been on a good ro- run for the Honey Balls. Also um, in the Veterans Chase at Exeter on Sunday. Yeah, there's a few of these that are all entered up in different sorts of races. So I don't really know where my finger's going to land at this moment in time. Because um, I'd like Bally Optic in this, but he's also entered at Haydock in the Grand National Trial. So, Red Declared Indian... there, is he? Yeah, he is. But he's jocked up here as well. So, uh, Red Indian's a horse I liked last time uh, who just got tired late on it. He'd be interesting. He's an eight-year-old carrying 10 stone six. Ben Jones, informed jockey, 
for these big Saturday handicaps. He'd possibly, at this moment in time, would be where my finger lies. But other than that, I don't really have much else to bring to the party, if I'm being honest. Uh, the the favourites done really well uh, for Sean Curran. Uh, it is Sean, isn't it? Yeah, Sean Curran. Yeah, uh, since since joining him uh, back end of last season, joined rated. Well, his 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 handicap debut saw him run off one two two, three wins since then. Now up to one four six, and he was good. Good on Clarence Alstey beating Benny's King. It was a funny sort of race, that. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the sort of thing where I. It wasn't the sort of race I. I immediately thought next time out winner. Yeah. But look, you'd you'd, you'd be daft to dismiss. To dismiss a horse. In clearly in as good heart as he is and improving as he is. What do you make of Valtor, Jim, who might be going for the cross country at Cheltenham? Um, I, don't, I don't. He's been weirdly campaigned. Is that a way? Is that the right way to put it? Uh, yeah, I, it's I, almost I, I like they've, they've run out of ideas with him since he won on uh, his first start for Nicky Henderson uh, when he won at Ascot in the is it the Silver Cup. He, they sort of was like, well, we're going to have to run him in a, he's just carried 11 stone. Uh, no, he didn't, sorry. He just put up a ma- massive performance being a decent handicap field by eight lengths. We're going to have to run him in the right, uh, in, well, the idea was to run him in the Ryanair, I think. And then he was sort of found out in the Cotswold that wasn't good enough. He then ran in the national as if to go. Well, we're going to have to do something with him. And then this season they de- decided to go novice hurdling with him. He won his nov- uh, won his hurdle start, beating Redford Road, who was not not the worst in the world. But then Redford Road turned it back round in a Albert Bartlett novice trial grade two, beat him there. And then they decided to go back over the fences with him. And yeah. I, I, Valtor's an int- he's interesting, isn't he? Because you don't know what's going to turn up. Uh, he's at 11 years of age now. And we still don't really know how good he is. Yeah, hard horse to assess. I'd give him... I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised, though, mate. I guess he ran quite well last time at Taunton. He did. Without properly seeing the trip out. I imagine you're only going to say bad things about on the blind side. Oh, I've... I've just got one hand left on that cliff, I think, and I'm about to fall off it. Um, I'm sick to the back teeth, which means he'll probably go and hose up in this. So <laughs> he needs to sort his jumping out. He needs to travel better. He's a massive sulker, and I'd rather not speak about on the blind side because we've seriously fallen out of love with each other. So that's on the blind side winning the Swinley chase. <laughs> and the novice captain, Drake, Jim, third chase, uh, sorry, fourth chase start. Give him a chance. Yeah, you'd have to respect him, wouldn't you? Um, but as I've said, I don't, I don't really have a strong opinion on this race. I'll wait for him to be decked up, have a proper study Friday night of this race in particular, because there's nothing that stands out at me to, that makes me think that's well handicapped or that's got a good chance. Uh, if there is one well handicapped, he will be Captain Drake more than likely. 
Um, but do you think? Well, he is. I, I would disagree with that. I thought the race he won at Exeter last time. I mean, it was what was clearly a. I, I don't think it was. No. Worth loads at this level, and he's up thirteen for it. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise he'd gone up thirteen. Christ. Um, sorry, that's my fault. Uh, ignore what I just said about Captain Drake. So yeah. We'll move on then to the three o'clock at Ascot. The give the gift of Ascot membership handicap hurdle. Might just be a little bit of a touchy one this, Jim. Eden de Who, 13 to 2 favourite, 15 to 2 the Conman. Nines, Howling Milan, and Anne Sam. Tens, Strong Glance, Dorking Boy, Sasaiko, um, 14 to 1 bar them. Do you have much of an opinion on this? Um, I do have a slight fancy in this. Uh, I think that the two novices at the head of the market are there to be beaten. Uh, as much as I respect Eden de Who and the Conman, they could have a bit more in advance of their mark. But I quite like Malaya in this. Right. Um, she, she is a she. Please just yeah, back she me up is. on this. She, is. Um, she won at the course last year. And I remember... Is it? Did she win at the course last year? Or was it in 2018? Yeah, it was in 2018. It's a bit arrogant to Shani. And that was in juvenile hurdle days but if you go back to the she won the imperial cup beating monsieur lecoq now that was an absolute cracking performance um she won that off 136 and um, she's been as high as 142 after that win and uh she's back into the 138 category she's she's get she's getting there and i think that the step up to two mile four well, two mile, three and a half will be no issue. And I, I think she's the one at this moment in time who's the value for me uh, in this, for the same connections who won last weekend's big handicap hurdle. like the sound of that, pal. So, Malaya, 16 to 1. Bit of a big price fancy for Jim in that little handicap hurdle. Uh, before the main event of Saturday, the 3.35, the Ascot Chase, grade one, small but select field. Four runners, surname seven to four on favourite to retain his crown, and really he should do uh, ahead of riders on the storm at three to one, tens for Janica, and sixty six to one for Traffic Fluid. Who I so I assume he's jocked up with, with Josh Moore on board, so I assume he's coming here. Oh, well, he's he's qualified for the national with as long as he jumps around either of them, so yeah, that doesn't particularly matter. I mean, he's he's not gonna win this. No. Uh, in fact, I don't think any of them are going to win this head of surname, Jim. I'm going to say something quite nasty here. Go on. I was, I've, I've been doing some more Cheltenham, Cheltenham writings, and I was just, just looking through, through the fields, and the one horse who stood out to me like a sore thumb as the worst priced horse of the entire festival, in my opinion, is Riders on the Storm. Right. Now, why is he eight to one to win the Ryanair? Speaking of riders on the storm, we have a competition. I mean, um, it's a lovely link. Uh, <laughs> if you go onto Twitter right now and you message uh, Liam at rating the races, 
uh, and send him Riders on the Storm, you will get this weekend's Rating the Races for free, um, Saturday and Sunday. Um, so in this race, it, I've got one. I've got it up at this moment in time. It's telling me all the analysis of that race and what you can get if you pay a subscription. So at this moment in time, he has surname, Riders on the Storm, Janica and Traffic Fluid in that order. So he's got the same order as that. This is probably not the best race to be analysing. No, I was going to say, Jim, a a forerunner grade one. But in previous (laughs) races, his fancies, if you sign up today, uh, well, not sign up, but if you message him, Riders on the Storm, you will get this weekend's ratings for free. I'd strongly advise doing that. That's Liam at Rating the Races uh, or just DM Rating the Races and you they will send you a link to get these early access figures, which are very, very useful because they've had some serious winners in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I would highly, highly recommend it. When I went to Donny to watch, uh, to watch Glenn win, I'm, I'm going to lie, I didn't, I didn't back anything other than just their top rated. And I'm yeah. such a conservative better, but I trust Liam so much that I, that I just put say we're only we're only baby, you know, couple of couple of quids here and there. But I came away with more money than I left with, than yeah. I went with. And yeah, it's it's a quality thing. So that that's DM Liam. I rate in the races with the name of the most overrated horse in the festival market <laughs> this season, which is Riders on the Storm, who shouldn't be eight to one for a Cheltenham grade one off the back of beating two absolute bottle jobs in on the blind side and Paloma Blue. <laughs> if if you'd have told me last season when I was stood next to you and we were watching the Claws Brothers and I'd quite happily been stoking my money on Riders on the Storm and you'd been exactly the same on Aplutar, that I would now be sat at this time in February looking at the Ascot chase and seeing Riders on the Storm at 3-1 to one to beat Surname, I would have absolutely slapped me across the face and laughed my head off because I would have thought I was on to a certain winner in the Close Brothers and he fell. And then he pulled up next time at Punchestown. That was devastating. And, yeah, and he, he, this, this stable switch has done him good, but he shouldn't be beating Surname. There's not really a lot to analyse about this race. It's almost a Surname's Ascot Chase walk round and then will he won't he go to Cheltenham he probably won't go to Cheltenham will he I'd be surprised although Paul Nichols is a, he's a little bit less conservative than his trainers yeah regarding regarding that sort of I thing I personally but, don't have an issue with surname going to Cheltenham I mean it'd be the Ryanair wouldn't it yeah um, it doesn't really bother me the track um, I know it might to others. It bothers surname though. That's, that's yeah. the problem, Jim. You're, you're all right. You're not running the Ryanair. Well, if if anyone's willing to train me, uh, I can run <laughs> in the Ryanair. <laughs> Jesus, that'd be a sight, wouldn't it? It would. It would. Not a pleasant one. Uh, look, like 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 you've said, Jim. This no. This this is a really really. Good, good race, and I'm glad. I'm glad we're getting to see surname at something that should see him to his brilliant best, because he is. When he's good, he's, he's box very office, good. Mate. Yeah, he's box office. 
I was hugely against him in this last year as well. Do you remember? <laughs> I remember. Did Fox Norton run in this? Where is Fox Norton nowadays? Uh, he, he's been scratched from the Cheltenham race he was entered in this week. Oh, poor fella. So I'm, I assume... Another uh, injury. Well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't... Maybe not an injury, but maybe just, you know, the, the recuperation process maybe isn't quite... Not quite as far on with him as as would have been ideal. Uh, looks, uh, it's, it's hard to take to analyse anything from the King George, in my opinion, other than last in translation wins the Gold Cup. Got in, got in there first. <laughs> was saying, was saying other than. Clandes was the only horse who really ran their race, but surname was decent. It was decent. It, it and, and this is his this is his backyard. This is his stomping ground. Right, riders on the storms are going to have to have transformed into an entirely different animal to the one that we've seen so far this season. Not and and that's saying that given how good a season he's had. Yeah. Two wins. You know, I said I couldn't have him at eight to one for the Ryanair. He's won a quite a nice handicap, quite impressively. That graduation chase last time, though, mate. But as I said, I I don't. I'd I'd have been disappointed if he'd not have won that. Yeah. You know, he's beaten a few bottle jobs, as you've said. Even even showing the form he did last year. Uh, He's a new rival for surname, though. Yeah. And has won well over course and distance. So I understand why he's second favourite over Janica, who earned cracks at grade ones, uh, doing what he did in the Holden Gold Cup. Probably exposed, though, Jim, that that's his level. Yeah. Um, it's been really frustrating me this week that Sky Sports Racing have been properly, properly hamming up Riders on a Storm versus Surname as if it's some big clash, as if they're two absolute titans of racing one of them is one of them quite clearly is stop beefing it up they've had matt chapman at nigel twiston davis's yard going oh he's such a nice horse or oh, all this all that shut up and just why aren't they at paul nichols is interviewing him about surname because the riding on the storm's not going to beat him here end of <sighs> rant over Do you know what, Jim? No, no, normally, I try and take the piss when you go on a rant. Uh, I mean, li- little things like that don't don't wind me up as much as they do with you, and that's why I'm probably going to live for 20 years longer. <laughs> but, but I, I I agree I agree with the sentiment that this really isn't a proper clash. No, it's not this a clash really, at all. This, this this really isn't a proper clash. Surname went off five to two to be Altio. Oh, of course and distance doing what he did in this race last season Riders on the Storm is not a half a point likelier to beat Surname than Surname was to beat Altior if you any could day get, of the week if you could get even money around or a decent yeah, I'd probably say even money for Surname to win by 10 lengths I'd be all over that do you reckon do you like yeah. the distance market I don't but if if that was the option if you were looking to have a bet in this race, which I probably really won't, um, 
I'd I'd want at least ten lengths even money. Yeah, I, I I could see I could see why you'd say that. I could see why you'd say that. This is this is the highest rated horse in training. In circumstances that seem to his best against a field who I think are all inferior. Yeah. Simple as pal. We'll move away from Ascot then, mate, over to Haydock. And we'll start for a race I'm really looking forward to. The Unibet Rendlesham Hurdle. It's a grade two. I mean, they could practically rename it the Unibet. Who's the best out of the staying hurdlers that isn't Paisley Park? Hurdle. Because that's pretty much what this is. This is kind of like the battle for second place in the Stayers Hurdle Championship, if that was a thing that existed. Uh, the World's End 3 to 1 Fav deserves his place at the top of the market. What a season he's had, by the way. I, I, before we go into analysing him, I think it's gone under the radar how good a job Tom George has done with the World's End this year. Yeah. Uh, five's Lammy Surge, six is Emmy Tom and West Approach, who is inevitably going to go a favourite. 7-1, Liz Nagar Oscar. 9's Klein. 10's, you know what I mean, Harry. Uh, 20's Bar, them. Uh, the Dutchman's in this, Jim. Yeah, that, that was my point. And he's with Tristan Davidson now. Um, Tristan Davidson trains a bit, a lot for these colours. Uh, he used to be Tizard's, didn't he? Um, yeah, he did. I backed him in the Grand National. He maybe, was going well in the Grand National as well. Maybe the uh, yeah, maybe the owners hacked thought, up in the Peter Marsh. Yeah, thought we'll have a change round. Yeah, enough of talking about thirty-three to one chances yeah. who have been off for two years. No, uh, just I, I, I genuinely didn't know where the horse. Did you was, not? That was that was going to be one of my points. Yeah, and I'd I, if I, I'd asked uh, James Stevens from the Racing Post did a did a stable tour. Uh, we call it his hard early in the season, and I'd, I'd DM'd him saying, like, as, as, as he mentioned, the Dutchman, do, do we know what's happening with him? Uh, this is where he is uh, with Nigel Twiston Davidson. Uh, <laughs> That's horrendous. That is horrendous. <laughs> uh, but, but, but we'll start with the favourite, Jim, the world's end. Uh, he's been the second best staying hurdler, barring Paisley Park this season. He has Shula. been. Um, I was there at Weatherby. Uh, for his reappearance and, and that was very very impressive gallop them into submission from the front and it, it, that's seemed to be the way forward with him this season um, he deserves his place at the top of the market uh, however whenever he runs I always seem to want him to I, I always look for angles to try and get him beat I know that's a bit unfair on him well I, 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 I understand where you're coming from last season because he was a, a grade one winning novice wasn't he as a hurdler when he, he took the uh, the Sefton. Uh, he, he beat a horse there that day called Beyond Conceit, whose name I literally don't think I'd ever seen before. He must have been in my mind. Is horse? Yeah. I know it is. Must have been in my mind at some point, but I, I genuinely couldn't, could not recall that horse's existence. Uh Things didn't just go quite right for him for two seasons. Slightly in the world. Don't get me wrong, he wasn't bad. But but Tom I George guess, did have that season where he just his horses bombed out last season. Yeah, and I, I guess he was kind of in the never zone of a you know that that, that horrible high one fifties, low one sixties rating, the elegant escape zone where you, where you aren't going to win a grade one, but. Uh, handicaps especially handicap hurdles whereas 
I guess you know, handicap chasers can have runners in off in, in the one sixties. Doesn't happen so often in handicap hurdles. And world the world's end just kind of was kind of banging his head and was slightly in the wilderness, just being beaten by horses who were better than him. But the penny's dropped this year. Mm-hmm. The penny's dropped and he's fulfilled. He's fulfilled the promise that they were going. They got a grade one winner out of him last time in the marsh where he beat the potentially re-opposing Lammy Search, who isn't jocked up uh, at this stage. Now at exactly but midnight. A, but, but it's uh, a uni bet race. So, of course, Nicky Henderson is going to run him. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think this is really interesting. I think Lesnar Garoska's performance last time was back to what we thought he could achieve. Um he was only four, five lengths off Paisley Park in the Cleave. That's good form, we as as we know. I, Do you trust I, him? I don't trust him, but I'd be willing to give him a go. At, at there's prices of seven or sevens around. He'd be a solid each way chance. Well, not solid each way, but he seven to one's a price where I'd be getting interested about. Um, I couldn't trust West approach, and but it's all right because he won't run. I'm joking. And, that's uh, just your tad. Every time West approaches in any race ever, it's just West not going to run. So, so we can av- so you can av- you can avoid having to talk about one of the most unpredictable horses in training. <laughs> um, and you'd you'd sort of be hoping that Emmy Tom can come out and beat these, really, wouldn't you? He is. Would you? But he's second. He's second behind Champ. He's very very good. Uh, that was. A cracking performance. He's beaten some nice horses. Um, he, he he obviously had that injury at the start of the season, and then he went to the rail keel, and it was quite clear he just needed that run. And he's been—I don't know if there's had another injury since—but he's he's been wrapped up in cotton wool and hopefully rebuilt back. And I, I think that Emmy Tom in this is the potential improver slash best of this field in time but whether he's quite right for this race I don't know because the world's end's been unbelievable this season well not well unbelievable in this grade and Liz Nagar Oscar's put on good performances in this so for me um, I'd be looking to take on Lammy Surge West Approach you know what I mean Harry and I'd be with the world's end Liz Nagar Oscar and Emmy Tom so Jim, they're picking three runners for a race that's probably going to end up with about eight. You know what? Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You're gonna say Emmy Tom because because you loved him last no. season. Well, no, I'm not. I'm gonna say Lesnagar Oscar. Hey. Yeah. Why not? Seven to one each way. Say I that. think this is. I think this is very straightforward in this, mate. I think the world's end has. I think what the world's end has done this season. Uh, is illustrative is illustrative of a horse who is not back on the right. Well, back on yeah, I've got to say back on the right track because he wasn't particularly off off the track. No. But he's in he's in he's in the form of his life. No. Do you want to know how Liam rates this race? We'll do that. Yeah, this, this will be a more interesting one. So he's got Lammy Surge first. Ooh. Welsh Saint second. And the world's end third. The good thing with uh, what I mean, one of the many good things about Liam's rating the race as well is it has what he would consider a value value price as well. 
value odds, Lammy Surge 5.51. So, there you go. Fascinating. Fascinating. I liked Lammy Surge, and he was the horse I was kind of considering for the Strayers last season before Paisley Park uh, burst onto the scene. Hard enough to trust, though. And he wasn't particularly good last time. But that's entirely irrelevant with Lammy Surge, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, to... It just depends which Lammy Surge turns up, doesn't it? And if he's if he's capable. He's capable of beating the world's end if he puts his best foot forward. I am less convinced about the two second season hurdlers than you are. That are Emmy, Emmy Tom and Liz Nagar Oscar. Yeah. Wouldn't for me in this. I think I'd rather have Emmy Tom and Liz Nagar Oscar against the world's end. I'm going to say it. Why not? Interesting. He might be part of my rating the races. Nap comp trio, the world's end. He's high on the shortlist at the minute. As we move over to the next, uh, the 240 at Haydock, uh, is the Victor Ludorum juvenile hurdle. Can sometimes... Be a tidy race this year, Jim, and Goshen, our favourite takeaway owning horse. <laughs> He's jocked up with Jamie Moore on board. Now, Gary Moore has said Goshen might not run here. Uh, Navajo Pass is also jocked up for Donald McCain, and there's a couple of other tidy types in this uh, psycho, uh, probably the, the leader of them. I, I, I guess the reason we're talking about this race is because of Goshen. Uh, but Navajo Pass should provide the sternest test he's faced so far. Yeah. Um, I, I can't... I want Goshen to run because I, I think... Is, is Navajo Pass the best horse he would have run against? Uh, I'd probably say so. Um, he won the summit grade two at Doncaster last time. Navajo Pass, having been beaten by Tavis of Jed O'Keefe's decent flat horse at Newcastle to the time before. Went uh, in I've, again the other week, Tavis at Weatherby. He did, uh, absolutely hosed up. Um, he his form on the flat Navajo Pass was very very good. Um, he was second at Haydock early on in his career, so he's had a trip to Haydock already in his life he'd be he'd be what people think will be finishing second if Goshen turns up however I, I've got a little soft spot for Grand, Grand is it Bois? Rock or Grand can then we not Roy. call him Grand Roy Grand Roy we'll go with that I like that um, because what he did uh, on his National Hunt debut was nothing short of extraordinary. Um, he absolutely blitzed what looked a good race at the time. Audacity's since come out and won a Cheltenham uh, bumper. And Labato's, can't really say much about that, but Duke de Bourbon. No, Labato was the one that Flinter Sacra beat the other day. Oh, at Kempton. Yeah, he were. Yeah, he were. Um, for some reason, I saw Richard Hughes and thought Kempton or Weather and thought, what am I talking about? Um, yeah, so the form's... That's good form. The, the form's there. Um, he was fourth behind Audacity, who he'd previously beat by 16 lengths. 
at 15 lengths. Um, he just he just didn't seem right in that race at all. Ocean that was Wind, a, that was a listed bumper on New Year's Day at Cheltenham. Yeah, Ocean Wind, who was second in that race, I said last in the podcast earlier in the week. I thought he was a very nice horse going forward. I, I think, and then he sort of just had a schooling session session in a maiden hurdle around Fakenham last time. I think he's a very very nice horse. Um, he's got bits and pieces of form uh, and. I'd be looking for a Goshen Grand Roy forecast, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it's going to make me chuckle the way we're saying that. For all, all. I mean, if, if he has a 10-year career, I will still be chuckling at Grand Roy. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, I like that. He's clearly a very tidy a tidy young horse. And would, would you rate him as the biggest danger to Goshen then? Yeah, I would. Um, I respect Nava Hull Pass, uh, but I just feel like I can pick, I can have a little pick at Nava Hull Pass's form. Do you think I he's think, more of a stay up at Nava Hull Pass? I, I, I think two mile four would be more up his street. Yeah, um, exactly. And I feel like, uh, I know he won a grade two last time, but I, I, I just feel like I could have a little pick at him. I feel like Grand, Grand Roy could be better in time. Brilliant. But do you think Goshen wins? And well, obviously, does... obviously Goshen should be winning this. Um, although we saw us by a tower the other week, he was well fancy. below form. Yeah, he wasn't right. It's a it's a funny funny division. Every year the juvenile hurdle division absolutely scratches my head. I don't have an absolute clue what's going on. And I love watching juvenile hurdles, but I quite like Goshen too. This race could just sort Goshen out a bit. Just put his head in the game and say, just focus for us. Stop jumping around like an absolute lunatic. Travel a bit better and we'll be flying away. Um, I so. think I, I think the manner of his lack of jumping proficiency has been overstated somewhat. Do you think? That was a very wordy way to say what I was meaning to say, wasn't it? <laughs> Goshen isn't as bad a jumper as people have made out. No. Uh, it, it tends to worsen as he gets lonelier. Yeah. So uh, you think something like the Giant Fertile, because there'll be a higher class horses running with him, that that'll suit his jumping a bit more? Uh, yeah. And also, well, I was going to say he'll get a lead. Uh, all Mankind will be, won't be far away. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure whether that might just help him keep his eye on the ball a bit more. I mean, that could be entirely irrelevant for Haydock because he might just, you say, he might just bowl along, jump like he's got a screw loose, <laughs> uh, and 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 still win the race. I'm of that opinion it's... with Aspire Tower, though. I think Aspire Tower will be seen at his best with a pace to aim at because I, I personally see him. I think he'll get two mile four in time. I think he's a bit he could stay stronger than the rest of them. Whereas I think all, all mankind's out and out two mile. I understand that. I, I get the impression that Goshen and and all mankind are probably higher to the closer to the peak of their curve of improvement. Mm-hmm. Whereas a spire tower might might have more to come out of the three of them. Uh, interesting. I guess the most interesting thing about this is seeing how Goshen jumps on a 
left on the track. Yeah, that's the most. That's the key, isn't it? That's that. That's that. That's that's the key point. Uh, and even if he wins, but he jumps out, and it and it's really marked. He might even drift with a win for the triumph. Yeah. Because he could do, because he? because what's going to happen here unless he's you know he, he wins it by thirty lengths, people are going to say this is him beating a group of horses. Barring Navajo Pass, I guess that we are expected him to be better than. Yeah. But if he's if if he's jumping, if he wins, but his jumping is so drastic, or allows something like Navajo Pass or Grand Roy to run him very close. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he was slightly pushed out. Yeah, I wouldn't a, be surprised either. A, a rare thing, a rare thing, but it could happen. But do we, are we, do, are we both uh, agree that Goshen wins this? Yeah, we're both in agreement. And if he does, are you celebrating with a takeaway? Um, we might have to have no, no, we're on the healthy eating, aren't we? Um, no, we might try to Goshen. If if Goshen wins the triumph hurdle, I will go and get an Indian from Goshen Spice. There we'll go. go together, but it'll be the first turf talk video. We can interview the man. We can interview the man behind the counter about his horse. <laughs> See if he remotely understands what we're on about. Grand Roy is twenty-five to one for the giant Fertile. So just just keep your eyes on that. I'm, I might have a little play on that. Why not? Sorry, off on a tangent, tangent again. No, I like it, Jim. I like it, especially cause cause after Brexit as well. We're not we're not going to be fanny around with these French pronunciations. <laughs> Grand Roy. Grand Roy. So the the three fifteen at Haydock is their feature. It's the Grand National Trial. Uh, happy days for me. Uh, and the top the top seven are all in the national as well, which doesn't always happen. Sometimes you can have a Grand National Trial and there's only about three of them that have, have any chance of getting in. <laughs> but most of the top ones here will get a run if they want to. Uh, the market's headed by Yalarenki and Lord Dumeni eight to one. Giant favourites, uh, nines for Vintage Clouds, tens Elegant Escape, the two Amigos who isn't in the National, 12th Daily Edition, and Geronimo also not in, 14s, one for Arthur, uh, and then 16s Ballyoptic, and then two outsiders in Pobbles Bay and Smooth Stepper, who aren't in the Grand National and won't get in anyway. Uh, Jim, you know I like Yalarenke a lot in general, one of my all time favourites. Uh, Still in a very nice mark for for a, a win at Taunton last time. This race plays to his strengths. Yeah. Um, he loves a good slog, doesn't he? Um, we saw that he's won this race before. He absolutely slaughtered Black Lion. I remember still watching Black Lion losing this race about two years ago and absolutely thinking, why have a back Black Lion at 16-1 to one for his Grand National, absolutely in tears. You didn't uh, change your mind, to be fair. You still, you, you. I stuck you, with you still him. him on the day. I stuck with him, and that that decision has slightly put me off the Grand National. Um, 
anyway, yeah, Yalo Inc. is likeable. His performance at Taunton was good last time. He beat what he, he had to beat, didn't he? Um, he should be beating Rotter Kasbah and he should be beating Valtor. Um, he, just, he just got the job done. This race, he's up his street. Is there any reason you know why Bryony Frost has been designated to ride Yalo Inc. in the National? Or is she, like, retained by these colours or anything? Uh, because Secret Investor runs in these colours and Harry Cobden rides in most of the time. So I just thought uh, it was we- weird that Bryony Frost has been mentioned in the same breath with the Yalo Inc. a couple of times. No, but he's been the jockey available... Uh, well, she's been, sorry, the jockey available to to Yalarenki on, on the times he's ran. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cobden was at Ascot when uh, Yalarenki won, won, at, won at Tottenham last time out, wasn't he? Yeah. Was, yeah. I, was Cobden at Kempton in the, on Welsh National Day? Yeah, it will have been, won't he? And Cobden rode elegant escape in the in the Hennessy. Yeah, he did. Makes sense. It makes, yes. it, make, it makes sense that I guess well, almost Yalarenki has been going to races on. Has all been running at races on like the second, you know the uh, the second meeting of the day. Yeah, yeah, I get what you and mean. As as he is again today, Cobden's at Ascot. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense for them to build a partnership up. And Bryony does well on, on front runners. Yeah. And you'll be pleased to know, Lewis, that Liam has rated Yalarenki number one uh, in this race. So A sensible man. You've got you've got a cracking chance. Um I've not said I fancy him yet. Ooh, ooh. That means that means there's another one in this that you like. Come on then. My other best mates here. Champion Bolt, Elegant <laughs> Escape. I mean, what am I going to do? What am I going to do when Elegant Escape and Yalarenke, they come to the last together and they both jump it and they dead heat and they, <laughs> they both win on the same day? Oh, grow up. Mate, I've met my year. Can head. anyone make a bet uh, or request a bet or something like that that Elegant Escape and Yala Enki both to dead heat and win the race at Haydock? I'd, that'd be superb, wouldn't it? <laughs> Lord Dumeni, Jim. Interesting horse. Three wins in a row, including course and distance last time in the last fling handicap chase, which can vary in quality be a geriatric perfect candidate but <laughs> oh, dear. he did it with the minimum of fuss also won the Tommy Whittle earlier in the season Richard Hobson has said that even though he's in the Grand National they're thinking about waiting a year and that the National will be will only be, will only be an option if the ground is very very soft what do you make of his chances um because he's a progressive one. Yeah, he is. Um, his performances at Haydock have been very, very good this season. Um, he's gone up another £10 for his win last time at Haydock behind, as you've said, the veteran perfect candidate. Uh, he's ex- He's the exciting one in this, isn't he? Um, I'd be interested to see, once he runs in this, where they go with him. Because I think they'll just completely not run him in at Grand National Hall. I think they could go. 
talked about going to Old Teal. Old Toy. Yeah. Old Teal. Now that we've got rid of Brexit. Or Ortel. Um, Rob so, yeah. Roy wins at Ortel. Yeah. So you've got to respect him, but um, your God, your friend at one for Arthur's in it. It's like your slow boat favourite, this, isn't it? Um, oh, it's, it's all the greatest hits of all the of all the champion boats. Um, What's that TV show called, Jim? On IT Big Reunion on ITV Re- Two, where they get like Blue to come back and do a concert. <laughs> create McFly and Busted and put them together and have McBusted. This is the equine equivalent of this, of that. Brilliant. Oh, I'm gonna be like, do you know what, Jim? The course I was actually gonna make the case for was one for Arthur. Yeah. Who I retain faith in, uh, I will probably back him for the Grand National. Uh, he's in my shortlist of four, as I mentioned. And the thing is, I don't think he's particularly regressed from when he won the National. Yeah. Maybe slightly. He, I mean, but he won the National off one four eight. That's that's the rating he's he's on now, and really. His last three runs have all suggested he's at a similar level of ability. Yeah. Fourth in the national last season off one five four made a big eye catching move round the home step around the home bend. Fox rode in brilliantly to win the national uh, in 2017. 28, 28, yeah, 17, yeah. Of course, I should know that. I'm Come on, you. Yeah. I backed him, my first Grand National winner. I've backed the winner for the last three years, so I shouldn't. Or Tiger has won the last two. Uh, but yeah, one for Arthur. Uh, really, ran really well in defeating the Grand National. Uh, better than sixth suggests, and even then sixth isn't isn't a bad effort in the Grand National. Again, shaped really well. You know, first time up at Kelso last season, and almost a carbon copy of his Beecher run. The season he won the national last time out, just creeping and creeping, almost, almost Potemse. Potemse, everything se, Kemptony, Potemse. Stop putting C on, on the Yala end. Of... <laughs> get lost, get lost. But you, you know, I mean, I, 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 I think, I, I, I think he's as good as he was. Yeah, I think he's as good as he was. Uh, one caveat would be I hate this race. You hate it, gosh. As much as after saying that after it's my dream lineup. After it's his dream lineup, and then he just said yeah. he flip flopped Tomlinson is back. No, I I do no I hate this race in general as a oh. Grand National trial. I've got some paracetamol next to me just, if you'd like me to throw them up. No, it just no not 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 the horses lining up. But if I had a horse. I wanted to run the Grand National. This would be the last place I'd come. It's a bottom of horse, yeah. It's a horrible race. It's a right slog. Yeah. Which could, could properly suit Elegant Escape, who I am going to land on for this race. Um, power's here. Tizard's here. We're going to all pray to Colin Tizard that Elegant Escape... He's going to get his head in front in this race, and he's probably going to be my selection at a push. Before we move on, Jim, uh, 
Vintage Clouds won a race last time out, which is something I never thought I'd say. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I never thought I'd say, but look, he's never he's just never a horse who has appealed to me in terms of a betting proposition. I always tend to think he's a couple of points shorter than he would than he he would be otherwise. And I, you know, there have been reasonable reasonable reasons to question <laughs> his will to win. Reasonable reason. Correct. Yeah. It's late, pal. It's late. It's Friday, early Friday morning. Uh, but better than he has been for a long time last time out in the Peter Marsh. Yeah, I, I just have the question well mark. At, t- tends to go really well at Haydock. Yeah, I just have the question mark of him backing up two good performances. That's my only thing. Um, what he did last time was very, very good. Will he do it again? Probably not. So I'd, ha- I'd happily watch him go and win. I mean, he was he was third in this uh, back in 2017 uh, when on Rouge won this. That's a blast from the past. I mean, on Rouge is still running, but seems a long time. It seems like on Rouge winning races is a bit of a blast of the past. Or <laughs> saying that he won at Chepstow earlier in the season, so I'm talking <laughs> out my ass. But no, I tell you what, you could make. You can make much a much stronger case for vintage clouds even up in the weights at Haydock than you could for anywhere else. Yeah. His record at Haydock is win, second, 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 fell over, third, second, first, third, first. That's insane. That's really good. It's pretty good, isn't it? Not pretty good, mate. That's remarkable. That's not a single poor run, and it's not like it's only two or three. You know, that's that's what ten ten runs at Haydock. He's been in the first three. Everyone he stood up in. Yeah, you you'd have to throw him into the frame on that form, but once again, as a win proposition, you'd have to have question marks. Yeah, again, uh, I don't think he runs in the national either. I think, like, 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 like the initial plan was, doesn't didn't seem to like Aintree. I mean, he didn't get a chance last time, but he didn't look to be enjoying himself in the beacher no, at didn't. all. Uh, just the other two horses who are also in the Grand National and in this race are Bally Optic and Steely Edition. Any thoughts on either of them, pal? Bally Optic was really good early on. Uh, won the Charlie All. And yeah, I'd respect him in this, um, but I don't know. I feel like there's other others in this that I feel will more than likely be winning this. As much as I do respect him, and he's got the good graded form at staying distances, I think that if, I think Elegant Escape will outstay him. I'm, I'm not exactly. I was. I used to be of the opinion that Ballyoptic really wants like four miles but now I think three miles three miles is, is his his best distance to run at and this extended three miles he, he might struggle against slow bolts and Steely edition mate a bit of a hard horse to get a grasp of I'm, I, I don't understand where his rating of 147 has come from no neither do I um, he's he's yeah you, 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 it's a bit unfair isn't it um, he won that race at Chepstow in a novice's 
handicap chase and he got put up £13 for it and he's, he's really felt the force of that he, two of them stretched clear of the field and that were about it and he's, he's felt the force since however he did win and obviously his chase which was nothing special at Hereford but yeah poor fella's been giving him rating of 147 for no reason so they've had no choice but to run here Brilliant. Uh, I'm 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 going to retain the faith in one for Arthur, which might sound a bit daft, but I think fourteen to one is a cracking price for him. And then hopefully he rolls and runs well in the national. But his elegant escape for you, uh, I might have posters of this race on my wall if it pans out the way I like. Uh, and speaking of potentiness, Jim. The final race we'll touch on at Haydock is another Potemps qualifier. Uh, tidy enough on this. You know what I mean, Harry Klein, Liz Nagaroska, Donna's Diamond, who won the Rendlesham a few years ago, didn't they? They're all in this. So is Sykes, who is another horse I've got all the time in the world for. Kilbrick and Storm. Uh, there's a whole host of familiar faces, including the interesting Portrush Ted. Uh I guess he would be the angle into it, pal. Yeah, he, he's my idea of the winner of this. Um, although I, I never ever trust Potemps races because I don't know if they're trying to give them Potempsy rides. Uh, I'd love, I'd absolutely love Kilbrick and Storm to finish sixth. Um, <laughs> just, just don't try with him. Just let him finish sixth. Um, and we'd quite, we'd all quite happily celebrate him finishing six and not have a care in the world. But um, yeah, I, I don't really have a strong opinion on this race. Young bulls, progressive, but I think that soon to be hitting the ceiling. That's three in a row now. Uh, over the top was a horse that I thought could have had some good potential, but was disappointed at Sundown and he rallied well at Newcastle last time, but I don't think he'd be good enough to run in this. And, of course, there's a Potemps race, which means that Tedham's going to be running. Um, he really frustrates me, Tedham. Um, the money... It, I might give him AC Milan syndrome. The money always comes for him. And he always seems to disappoint. And I, I don't know where I stand with him here. But if, if you were to... If you push me for a selection at this moment in time, it'd probably be part of Ted. Um, bounced back at air last time. Very, very good performance. Uh, he's, a, he's won the bumper at Aintree back in 2018, and, and we've already just seen him back now. And he jumped very, very well. Didn't do a lot wrong. And he's been put up £7 for that win. You, you won't rule him out of backing up here. Uh, there's, you know, you know what I mean. Harry Klein and Les Nagaroska are also entered in the race we've already talked about. So yeah, no strong opinions, but Port Rush Ted would be where I'm looking at. I agree with that he's he's a he's the one with the potential, isn't he, mate? Yeah, he's the one with the potential. Uh, I'm uncomfortable with the potemps with the entire potemps system, if I'm honest. Yeah, I am a bit. I've been trying to think of a better way to do it. Maybe, but it'd just be how legal, or whether we could, whether we could 
have separate roles for the attempts. Well, I guess you could. But whether, whether rather than it be a handicap, whether it would be in terms of first preference would go to all the winners of the qualifiers. Yeah. Because I feel like if you win a Potemps qualifier, that automatically just puts you out of the equation to running well in the Potemps. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a problem. It's almost like you cut your hand off despite your face situation. Um, I, 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 I'd I, just scrap it. You know what? I'm going to say it. Scrap that. We don't need that race at Cheltenham. Um, yeah, enough Potemps talking. That... Race slightly infuriates me. Scrap the Potemps, says Mr. Watson, which might be his worst shout ever. Rather, rather than trying to think of a better reason to amend it, no, get rid. It's, it's too late to be beating around the bush. Just scrap the Potemps. Oh, my days. One week, one week, we'll manage, we'll manage to get through an episode without Jim saying something completely farcical. Uh, it's the freebies in this who I didn't realise was still running. Is he? Yep, he is. Placed in the Ballymore back in he the was. day. He used to be uh, with Dan Skelton, didn't he? Isn't, isn't he with Richard Spencer now? Yeah, he is uh, back in the day. Third in a race that York Hill and Yanworth were the first two home in. Is that not just the... the dog I was about to it? say every single... Other connection of a horse in behind them, hang your head in shame. But one of them <laughs> was Yala Enke, so everything is fine. <laughs> York, York Hill and Yanworth are two nice, good, trustworthy racehorses, and there is no shame in being beaten by the pair of them at the Cheltenham Festival. No. Although it is mad, it is mad looking at those, some of those names down that field, Jim. That some of these horses, how how quickly they come and go from your mind. You know, yeah. I could not have told you who Bello Conte and Welsh Shadow were. No, neither could I. It's only four. It's only four years ago, and these were contenders for novice races at Grade One novice races at the Cheltenham Festival. It's a very. I guess it shows the fine line between. Becoming a legend and obscurity. Yeah, yeah. It's a very deep way of looking at things, isn't it? Christ, too deep, too deep. Move on. Too deep. We're getting we're getting into kitchen talk at four o'clock in the morning, aren't we? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we are going to touch on Wincanton, Jim. Uh, the Kingwell, quite a decent renewal this year, mate. Uh, Fusel raffles five to two. He's uh, not Kelvin coming. St- He's not running. Inter. No. Has that been announced? I'm pretty well, sure I that's been announced that. somewhere. I assume so because you, you you are not just making it up off the top of your head, are you? unless you, unless you are, unless you're trying to play mind games. Where is uh, it? Right, I'll find it. Give me five minutes. Well, Kelder stands three to one, five to one, Chitty Bello and Song for someone. 7-1 to one, Diego de Charmil. 9-1 to one, Elgin, who you mentioned for the champion hurdle a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Master de Benes, 12-1 to one, if he wants to dodge Glyn. Uh, <laughs> and 25 bar them, including 500-1 to one, uh, Calgary Tiger for William de Best Turner. Uh, 
He's Calgary Sox's, uh, sorry, Chicago Sox's brother? Or are they just the same colours? I think they're just the same colours. No, the brothers. Yeah. The brothers, I were right. I, are I, they? I, I, thought I, I thought I knew that about Calgary Tiger. Because he actually ran really well last time behind Flint and Sacro. Caught my foot. I thought, what is he doing? Because obviously the old Chicago Sox farce was <laughs> that that went on before uh, we started the pod back up again for the jump season, uh, which re- really was. I mean, it was a farce in the first place, him running, and it was as much of a farce the racing post reaction, which was generally just, uh, you know. A thousand words pointing and laughing at how fat a horse was. <laughs> um, I've just found proof. Daryl Jacobs column in the Sporting Life. Daryl Jacob won't be at Wincanton on Saturday. His shoes are raffles. Misses the King well, but he will be at Ascot where he has three rides. So it is confirmed. I knew I read it somewhere. Right, no problem, mate. No problem. That's a shame because shoes or raffles was going to be my hook for this discussion. I was going to say. Have we been too harsh on this horse due to one poor run? Um, is, probably, is, is, probably is, yeah. Is um, it daft to have, bearing in mind, Epiton is fab for the champion hurdle? You know, obviously they ran completely separate races, you know, at opposite ends of the spectrum, and Fuse the Raffles pulled up in the Christmas hurdle, but they went off joint favourites. I feel the raffle surely can't be that much worse than her. Yeah, I'd be happier. I'd be happier with Fusel Raffles going straight to Cheltenham rather than coming for this. And I think he's better fresh. And I think going to Cheltenham is the correct decision. Fair enough, Jim. I mean, does that leave? I think that leaves the race probably without its most interesting runner. Uh, Kelder stands good and solid. Chitty Bello. Is the same, but again, oh, we want something good to happen. I, I hope Elgin runs well. I, I think Elgin will run well. Uh, Tom Cannon's jocked up. Uh, this is his first run back over hurdles for for seven hundred and odd days. Um, I, I, st- I still don't know. Is he around hundred to one for the champion hurdle? Is he? I'm just trying. I, Tip everything but champion hurdle, mate. This far in time, wouldn't it? Um, but why wouldn't it be daft? It'd be daft not to be looking for big price alternatives. It's the I, most I, interesting I, betting proposition at the festival. I, I, I got a DM this week from someone on Twitter called Shanro Form, who uh, asked, asked me to give their champion hurdle preview a read. And I tell you what, it was a cracking, cracking article. I gave it, I gave it a retweet. Really well written, really interesting. And they, they'd come up with a bit of a. Uh, a bit of a left field contender in the shape of Thomas Darby. Yeah. Who, who's a horse I, I am a, obviously we know I really, really like. Uh, hadn't thought of it myself. Hadn't thought of it myself, Thomas Darby for the champion. Although I, the, the case Shanro form made was clear and it made sense. I, I could see his reasoning. So I, 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 I was really happy to retweet that. Yeah, uh, he's 16 to 1. Give it, give it a read if you want. I think the national spirit is the next stop for Thomas Darby, though. Yeah, E16. Elgin's short 33s now. Um, 
Oh my I've, days. I've, I've moved markets. Um, yeah. Well, you moved highly prized last week, Jim. I did. Christ, it was some serious money for him as well. And uh, what was the Matt Manus horse that I ended up tipping? Um, CL Denise. Yeah, there was, there was 16s around when I tipped her up. Tipped him up, sorry. Uh, and he was backed into about five to one favourite. So. Yeah. Got the uh, final final furlough and Rory Delaghi taking all the credit for the market move when we all know it was Mr James Watson. Did they? Did they? Did they? I didn't listen to last weekend's final furlough. Did they tip? Did Rory Delaghi tip? Highly prized. He did. <laughs> Our pod was out first. <laughs> um, is, none of this battle of the podcasting. I'm, I'm quali- not- we quali- well, I mean, we, I must be the first man on earth that's qualified for a World Cup, and not being remotely aware of it. <laughs> and it was literally... He saw them all happen off the minutes. islands on. Um, yeah, I, I'm... It's a laugh, isn't it? Um, yeah, brilliant. We, and I tell you what, we, 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 did, we, did, we did better than we thought. I mean, those racing post bastards beat, knocked us out in first round. <laughs> but we came second at three. Which, we, 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 By one percent. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and, and uh, Racing Post, the might of the Racing Post only got double the amount of votes of two knobheads from Halifax talking. <laughs> so, so that's massive. I was going to say I, I, I must be the first man in the world to have been involved in a World Cup and I've had no idea. But then I really remembered England brought Stephen Warnock to 2010. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Stephen Warnock. He could be a listener. No, I'd, I'd be again. I'd be highly surprised. But then again, he went to the World Cup, so Stephen Warnock is a man full of surprises. Uh, who wins the Kingwell, Jim? Um, I'm going to chuck Elgin in. Why not? Uh, I, I guess off the form. I guess off last time out. You should go Kedestan because he probably is your will I, I like Keldestan. I do like Keldestan. I think he's been actually quite underwhelming this season up until last time out. But this is, a, like I've said, a bit waft. I'd have been with... Uh, no, Chitty Bello, probably. Chitty Bello's the one they've got to improve past. I quite liked him for the uh, Christmas hurdle. Uh, and, and, and on the same forms, he didn't disgrace himself in that. And a similar level of his fifth in that third in the international yeah probably probably Chitty Bello yeah it's not I can't be enthusiastic though really no, can it's, you? it's a it's not a race that's getting the juices boiling as we see song for someone hack up and then become another champion hurdle contender <laughs> anyone else anyone else want to be involved <laughs> Calgary Tiger with a third place oh, effort we'd love it wouldn't we we would be absolutely class. It'd be hilarious, but uh, unfortunately, we live in the real world. Another tiger, though. Hopefully, we'll see on Sunday. Do you like that smooth transition, pal? Lovely, lovely. Is Tiger all bidding to defend his crown in the Boyne Hurdle? Uh, have you seen this week, pal? That Austrian school will be standing next season. Yeah, I have seen that. Do you not find that absolutely fascinating as a potential national hunt stallion? Yeah, because a half he was... brother to a four-time Cheltenham and dual Grand National winner. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who what mares go to him. 
Um, I mean, they'll all be. It'll be proper national, won't it? It'd have to be, won't it? Yeah, there's, um, not, there's not a chance he'd stand anywhere else. But, but he could be an interesting sterling, because I don't think he'll be that expensive. No, and it's it's, it's fast, I guess, nowadays, you know, where we, where we have horses like, you know, grade one horses like Crystal Ocean, you know, the highest rated horse in the world at points last season, immediately, you know, going under a national hunt banner. And then we've got, a half-brother to a four-time Cheltenham Festival winner <laughs> and a Grand National winner. It's fascinating, mate. That, it fasc- that side, it fascinates me. I can't wait to see how Austrian school fares at stud, which is a bit of a tangent. But uh, Tiger rolls up against Durasso's in the entries, Apple's Jade, uh, Bacchuson's in there, not seeing him for a while, Kilultavik, Mengli Khan, Penhill, Gardens of Babylon and Magic of Light, uh, you can't assume all of them will turn up, Jim. But this is an interesting race. Uh, I guess it revolves around Tiger Roll. Yeah, we sort of all want to go, want to see him win this, really. Um, I, I, I'm not an awful strong opinion. I've been a bit... It's not like me not to have an opinion, really, this weekend. It's a hard race to have an opinion on. Yeah, there's a few of them this weekend that I've, they, just, they just don't get me... Revved up for him. Um, well, I'd, I'd, I'd be very excited in the, about this, if I'm honest, because I think Magic of Light turns up here as well. Yeah. As far as I'm aware that, the, that this is the plan. But it's about what other opposition does. What yeah. other opposition runs. Durasso disappointed me last time out. Backerson, who knows, has been off for, for years. Well, just a year. Um, <laughs> Apple's Jade, frustrating. Penn Hill, Ran well enough last time behind Benny did you? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really have an awful opinion. I just want Tiger Roll to come out of this race and be as good as possible. I, I don't even know if he wins it. Why not? Yeah, do you know what, buddy? I, I I'd agree with you on that. Uh, I think it's great for the spot if he wins. Uh, and on his form last season. He might be the one to be, say it very quietly. Yeah, I agree. But the, the, there's almost less question marks about Tiger Hole than there is about Apple's Jade. Oh, Peniel was all right last time, to be fair. But it's a little bit of a rogues gallery of horses who really shouldn't be running in a grade two hurdle over two and a half miles. Rogues gallery, exactly the point. Why is Khalil here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you could even say that. Grade two later on in the card at Navin, the novice chase is a bit disappointing as well. Um, there's there's nothing really shouting out at me in that, to be really honest. I'm a bit disappointed. I, I, yeah, I, I, w- I will say though that I like Captain CJ and he must be as good a maiden chaser around at the minute. Do you Every not think Manella really Indoor has missed an opportunity here? Uh, champs, no, champs too busy swimming underwater at Nicky Henderson and Manella Indoor could have gotten some value practice against some meh horses over three miles um, in conditions he likes and he wouldn't have a hard race I understand that but is the spacing 
Well, I, the thing is, it's the same. It's the exact same as the Ascot chase and the Kingwell, which are, you know, and the Reynolds show, which, yeah, and the Reynolds Town, which are considered trials. But if you actually look at the horses who have ran, running this or won it, Jim, Chris's dream. Did he go to Cheltenham after? I don't think he did. Mumbai Notorious didn't. Acapella Bourgeois hacked up, didn't he? He did. And he beat Road to Respect, who won at the festival. So that so that year doesn't prove my point. Measure of my dreams went to the four-miler. Very Wood, he didn't run in a chase at the festival, as far as I know. Fox Rock, no. Terminal, no. Leon Nabani won the Irish National. Keto De La Rock, I think, did. I say I wouldn't be able to tell you all of these off the top of my head. Telenor, no. Stop babbling. It's it's not it's not a race that is traditionally used as a as much of a springboard to the festival as as the Reynolds Town. Although yeah. last year the Reynolds the Reynolds Town just contained what well, only Mister Malaki from the Reynolds Town running the. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit you know, disappointing. Yeah, Tari and Topville Ben and that. Oh, Topville yeah. Ben running the RSA as well. Yeah. So I'm talking out of my ass there, but uh, yeah, no, I I understand your point about Manila in because this won't take much winning. This no. is the best talk. This is the best chance any of these horses will ever have to win a Grade Two. Correct. Correct. Time for the naps, Jim. Reserve nap next best. I don't know why I panic as soon as you say that every week and. I know it's going to come, so why do I start frustrate like quickly typing things into my phone trying to find horses? Um, nap of the weekend. Um, we're going to go Sam Brown. Right. So, Sam Brown's the nap. Um, followed by who? Where, where should we go next? Followed by next best elegant escape, and then we're gonna go for our reserve is Ramsey's Detay in the Albert Bartlett Novices Herd, which we didn't talk about. That's my three. Good shout, mate. Good shout. I like that, and as like I said, I quite like Ramsey's Detay for the Grand National. So it's such good racing this weekend. I say we, 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 we've, we've not had a chance to discuss a grade two at Haydock and either of the graded races at Garen, including the Red Mills chase, which has horses like Chris's Dream, Real Steel, Bells Hill, Hardline entered. And Kaiser Black, he's jocked up. Good to see him back. Horse <laughs> we both have a lot of time for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably going to nap the world's end. Not the world's end. Yeah, I think I will. Next best. Ooh. My next best. He's stalling. He's panicking. Well, you see, I'm I'm having a look at. Do you know what I was looking at, Jim? Because you know it's another sort of race. I love. I was having a look at the Walrus Hunters Chase. <laughs> What's David Maxwell got? Uh, Bob and Co's in there. <laughs> of course I don't know whether everyone, because Virac's in there as well. Uh, either of those turn up, I'd be I'd be keen on them, but I can't next best them because I don't know I don't know 
what's running. Am I a bastard if I next best surname? I think at the Pathic is a brilliant price. <laughs> next best big... surname, and then your reserve is Gaussian. Yeah. Cheers, Luke. <laughs> Is he not a brilliant price at seven to four on? He is, but seven to four on. But our listeners aren't going to get rich off that, are they? Um, I'll, I'll keep banging the drum of Malaya at sixteens. That that'd be my one that I'd chuck in at each way value. Fine, I'll reserve surname then. I'll reserve surname just in case something goes wrong, <laughs> and I can't be a bottle job. Uh, hmm. What can we find? See, Los Emery's back over hurdles. It's weird, though. In a it? race that's a bit waft. Uh, yeah, let's go for that. Let's go see Los Emery in the Red Mills trial, grade three. Yeah. As the next best, and we'll have surname as the reserve, even though. He's a much shorter price. Well, he's. I think he's a really good price. Is that is that everything? Just about, mate. We'll don't get all forget, the don't, admin don't forget and that sorted next week. Uh, give Liam at Rating the Races a DM uh, saying riders on the storm, so that you can get premium Rating the Races ratings for this weekend. Um, I've got them at the minute, and they are superb. And I strongly advise signing up if you would like to after receiving them. So uh, don't forget to DM Liam Riders on the Storm for yeah. free ratings. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Thanks a lot to Rating the Races for their support as well. Uh, I'll have all the details about how to get involved with the Grand National Sweepstake uh, out on Twitter as well over the weekend. Uh, I hope as many of you as possible could get into that. Thanks to everyone who voted for us in that World Cup of podcasts as well. Uh, so didn't know what was going on. I'm, I'm, I, I only saw it once it was finished. But I felt a bit honoured, really, to be even included in it. There exactly. Some, and there were some proper names in there. Yeah, and it's insane that people actually voted for us. Yeah, to say that two years ago we were just two uni students who had a bit of spare time and decided to talk about some horses and kicked off with each other all the time. That uh, now we've been, we got put in a category with the Racing Post postcast and named in that breath was pretty breathtaking. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's down to you, is that, like Jim said, this started out after, like, as a, like, something to do when we had an hour free at uni and now I'm I, like, how often do I turn up at uni gym just because I can't fit it in um, I, I don't think I've ever seen you at uni <laughs> yeah but, 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 but it is because of the opportunities that I've been that I've been given to me because of the support and that that I've been given is that it's insane I'm, I'm pretty much you know alongside alongside my real job my days off of taking up freelancing and that so it's absolutely it's absolutely class I can't thank everyone enough honestly uh, and that's that's why we wanna. I, I'd, I'd I'd like to get this Grand National podcast, uh, Grand National Sweep going, so we can we, we can get some back to the back to all the listeners for all the support, and hopefully some of them, some people will win some fair amount of money. Yeah, sounds good. I think people are bored of us now. Back on Monday. <laughs> yeah, back on Monday, and we'll review all my winning tips. Malaya's won at 16s. Sam Brown's holes duck. Uh, elegant escape 
and Ramsey's at eight of all one, and we will be swimming in gravy to Cheltenham. Happy days, pal. Thanks for everyone for listening. It's almost one o'clock. Good night, God bless. I forget. Good night, God bless. Stop.